Hi, friends. This is Rob Saunders helping you get off the hamster wheel. Previously, the last time we were together, I think I spoke a whole lot about is God generous. So in way of review, let's just start right there. Is God generous? I'll give you six answers. Yes, no, maybe, sometimes, it depends, I'm not sure. Well, if you put no, I'm not sure, maybe, it depends, any hesitation, that's not the right answer. And the answer, the only answer is yes. The only, oh, friends, don't get upset with me. But the only answer is yes, God is generous. Now, very recently, he woke me up at 5 or 6 in the morning. I love it when he does it. And he actually asked me the answer to the question, but he, he wanted to know why. And he said, Robert, of course I'm generous, but what's the reason? Is it because that's your experience? Well, that's just your experience. Is it because people twist the Bible for it to say one way, take things out of context one way or the other? Uh, whether God's generous or not, or overemphasize a certain point about prosperity. But the Lord said to me, what's the real reason that I'm generous? Guess what? What do you think the real reason? What's your foundation for believing God's generous? You know, you can't build anything without a foundation. And the Bible says that his foundation lasts, it stands it will endure eternally. So what is your foundation for believing God is generous, yes or no? Well, I'll tell you what the yes side of it is. The Lord said to me, listen, I'm generous because that is my character. That is my heartbeat. I can't help but be generous. Wow. Wow. I, the Lord made that so clear to me. He said, you know, I love those in the world. Now, the world's not the kingdom. I love them so much. I gave. Paul says, though he was rich, he understood it this way. Though he was rich, yet he became poor, that you might become rich. Now, there's a lot of, I'm not talking about possessions, first of all. Rich in good works, rich in love, rich in being a great first grade teacher that changes the lives of six-year-olds, rich in knowing him. Proverbs, he says it's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow, pain, or hard, hard toil to it. Solomon, the Lord said, what do you want, Solomon? And Solomon said, I want to be rich in wisdom. I want to take care of your people. And that's when the Lord said, wow, that's the right answer. I'm going to give you wealth and honor besides. All right, well, I, that was a review. This time I want to talk about whose money is it? Well, that's a great question. Many believers are taught that once they bring 10% of their money to church, the rest belongs to them, and they're free to do it 
do with it whatever they want. I, I've heard some of the greatest say that. Now, they are great, and, of course, we bless them and thank God for their labor. Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I do believe in tithing, of course. But that's not where the issue is. The real issue is, is the other 90% yours? Or somebody, some people say 90, you give 10% plus an offering. Whatever. Is the other 88% yours? That's a great question. Whose is it? Well, I think that it's great to dedicate part of your money to Christian ministry, to evangelism, to uh, helping the poor, to digging wells, all kinds of things. But the truth is, it's all his. Now, I can prove that to you. Don't get upset. It's all his. Now, listen, when it's time for me to go to heaven to enjoy the glory and the beauty and the rest and the, and the worship and the favor of being in God's presence, hallelujah, <laughs> that sounds good. But how much of that money do you think they're going to put in my coffin? If you think that the other 90% of yours is yours, then I assume that it's possible you might think they'll put it in your coffin so you can take it with you. I don't know, but let me tell you a quick story about that. A very wealthy man trusted his oldest son. He had four or five sons. And he said, son, when I die, I want you to put $5 million in my coffin. And the oldest son said, well, Dad, okay, you can trust me. And the brothers heard him say it, and they went berserk later. They said, what are you, crazy, $5 million? And he said, no, Dad asked me to do that, so I'm going to do it. So as they were getting ready to close the coffin, the brothers were watching very closely, and the oldest brother pulled out his checkbook and wrote a check for $5 million bucks, payable to cash, and threw it in the coffin. So they calmed down, didn't they? But listen, you're going to find out that it's not your money. I mean, it physically isn't. It, it will never be. Now, yes, you have the discretion to use it, I hope wisely. But there are plenty of foolish people around that misuse money. So I guess it was theirs to waste. But it's still his money. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 9.10, and it says... God provides seed for the sower. He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest. A great harvest. Guess what kind of harvest? Of generosity in you. A harvest of generosity in you. If you say that you're good or that God is good, then obviously that means you're generous. Or you wouldn't think they were good. You'd just say they're stingy. Now, God blesses you. Why does God want to produce a great harvest of generosity in you? God blesses us. God blesses you so that we can be a blessing to many others. And just to get you all stirred up now in a hope a nice way, I just want to remind you what he said to Abraham. After he called Abraham to go forth, go out where Abraham didn't even know where he was going. Now, when you're ready to do that, okay, this is what God will say to you. 
Abraham, and, and just the same for you. I will make you a great nation. Now, he might not make you a great nation. That's specific for Abraham. But he says, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great. Oh, my goodness. Could that include your name? So how can your name be great? And so you shall be a blessing. That's how. So you shall be generous. Wow. So you'll get off the hamster wheel and trust God's plan for you. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Well, people think, great, all my plans are going. That's not what it says. It says the plans I have for you are wonderful. And so you shall be a blessing. How many of you want those three things? I will bless you. Do you want to be blessed? Would you like that your name would be great? Great because you're such a blessing to others. You're generous. You're not stingy, selfish. You're good. And so you shall be a blessing. Wow. How about you being known that you're a blessing? You know why I do all these? Uh, I don't need the money, my dear friends. Do you know why I do all these courses? Because I want to see you free. I, I want you to understand the generosity and goodness of God. Oh, my goodness, to understand his character. It's his nature. He can't be any other way. His heart is generous. Yes, God is generous. And it's not 90% yours. Now, I want to give you three takeaways. I want to repeat the first one. It's not 90% your money. Just because you give 10% of they're not going to put $5 million in cash in your coffin. Believe me. Try it. Why don't you ask them to? That will prove it was yours. The second takeaway is that very few Christians really want the blessing of Abraham, the same blessing God gave them. The reason they don't is, I can prove it to you, is because they don't want to go out not knowing where they're going People don't like change. They don't want to go forth to the land I will show you. Now, that land can mean a lot of things, where you should live, where you should minister, where you should, what fellowship you should be a part of, how your life will stack up according to God's plans. Not many really want to do it his way. And it, it is a small percentage. But I want, I want to. Now, listen, there are plenty of years I didn't, but I want to. I want to go out saying, not like Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Oh, my goodness, poor Frank Sinatra was pretty misled on that song. I want to go out and say, listen, at the end of the day, I did it God's way. He saw my ways, and he told me he'd heal. He said, I, your, your ways need healing. I'm here to help. And I will store you, and I will store comforts to you. That's Isaiah 57. Wow. That's the way we want to check out, isn't it? Or want to live running the race now? All right. That's another takeaway. And I say the third one is that God wants to produce a great harvest of generosity in us. Oh, my dear friend, write that in your heart. I guess it starts on writing it or taking a note on your phone. 
But listen, Lord, help me. Help everybody hearing my voice today to be a great harvest of generosity. Thank you for joining me. Love and laughter. Listen, I love you. Even if I stirred you up a little today, doesn't mean I don't love you. I'm stirring you up because I do love you. Every big blessing. We'll talk again soon. This is Rob Saunders.